password. <clears throat> Sorry, I sold the week a cycle. Marco, good to see you. I think you're the last person we're waiting on. So, let's get this production meeting started. Last person? I think I'm the only person here. What happened to all the writers? Ah, yeah. So, I think we may have pushed the production staff a little hard during the weekies. They've all gone on strike. Looks like it's just the two of us for episode six. Just us? This is a disaster. How are we going to be funny without the writers? Just please tell me you have an idea for us and, and the robot. Yeah, the robot went on strike too. We are so screwed. I mean, were we really that tough to work with during the wikis? And it's been good to connect with the fans this year too, Marco. Yeah, I'll admit I've been impressed. We've almost gotten one vote for every five polls we posted on the Facebook page. Wait, wait, what? One vote? This can't be right. What the f is this? Run those numbers again. I asked for jokes. You think this is a game? This is the wiki. Frank, what the are you doing here? Go back to whatever sorry hole you came from, Frank, and do not come out of here until we are ready. You sorry piece of Yeah, he was crying for a few hours, I think. Well, we both know Frank is not coming back, but maybe the rest of the writers have cooled down a little bit. Yeah, a little diplomacy never hurt anyone. The Wikis stink. Robots are the real stars of the show. Bring us Jake. Whoa. Yeah, I think we're on our own for this one. Marco, it's gonna be perfectly fine. I think I've got an idea. It's time we make an elite level workout mixtape. What? We can call it Marco and PJ's Guide to strong body parts. It's a little on the nose, don't you think? Marco, it's time to get your head in the game. We've got a mixtape to make. Hello, Jim Setter. We've got a special exercise thing ready for you. Ready to move your legs? Good, because we're starting with your elbows. One, two, three, bend. One, two, three, unbend. Feel the burn. Man, you're such a great gym setter. Are you ready for more? Too bad, it's time for a break. Break time is over, my friend. Leg bends, command. Up, down, left, right, two, row. Saxophone solo. Eight. 
and our workout is complete. Congratulations, Jim Sutter. Well, thank goodness the writer's strike is over, because that was an incoherent piece of garbage. I kind of like the saxophone part. I thought it was good. Let's keep it. Do you really think so? Or are you just so lazy that you just don't want to do another rewrite? PJ, robots can't be lazy. Who would make a lazy robot? The man is correct. Lazy robots are not a thing. Ha ha ha. Oh, oh robot. robot. We're, We're so, so glad, glad you're glad back. You're back. You wanna be in the show? Come on, baby, let's go! Hit it. Ten years in the making. Team Weekend is back. A lot of things have changed since our debut on local radio. Did somebody say podcast? No. Podcast. Yeah. But no matter how much things change, one question remains. You want a piece of my heart? What did you say? You gotta start from the start. You're speaking nonsense. You wanna be in the show? I am in the show. I'm a co-host. Come on, baby. Let's go! Baby? Who are you calling baby right now? Wait, wait. Have you just been quoting Loverboys working for the weekend this whole time? No. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah. It's, it's time, time for, for the, the weekend. weekend. Everyone's watching. Thank you. Welcome to the, I guess, what is it? What is this? The normal weekend podcast? What are we calling this now? We'll just stick with the weekend podcast for short. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have quite the same ring as the Wikis. The Wikis almost had too much ring. So we're back. You know, I had Halloween and you had the Wikis. Now we're just, you know, here we are. Episode six. Yeah, ten writers less. You know, robot. I think we've gotten back on our side of the defense here, but it, it was shaky after the end of that podcast. We uh, we burned a few bridges to put that one out there. Yeah, but um, but Jake's alive, so <laughs> you know. You can't prove that. You, you know, some you win some, you lose you lose some. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're we're back, uh, ready to go. We're in we're in 2018. That's something something to mention. We officially released the wikis in 2018, but this is the first podcast we've recorded in 2018. So this is kind of us officially kicking off the new year. And uh, for us, you know, the podcast is back better than ever. We're going to have some brand new segments for this episode, of course. Uh, and we've also got some old standbys, including <laughs> we're bringing it back, Marco. We're going to try sports again. That's right. If you follow this podcast carefully, you know, we kicked it off with sports. You know, we did another sports, and then we uh, kind of let it by the wayside a bit. You know, we had some fun with on the wikis, and you thought sports was all but gone. No. It's back. <laughs> it is back. We're going we're gonna to give it another roll. <laughs> and this time it's about the Volvo Ocean Race. Uh, ocean Race. Sailing once again. I think it's going to be a hit. I'm telling you, this podcast crowd cross-sex really, I think, a lot 
with the sailing crowd. So I think it's going to be good. Ooh, okay. Um, we also are bringing back movies. That's a fun one we did once. And, you know, we didn't get a lot of feedback on it. So we're going to do mostly the same thing and just see how it goes. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> and if you want to know what could go wrong, that's why we're here. We're also going to break out a brand new segment called Scenario Masters to help you figure out how to avoid things going wrong in certain scenarios. Yeah, so it's kind of like do's and don'ts, but almost like a role play situation. Yeah, we're going to slip that that situation on and figure out a way to work through that specific scenario to make sure the people know what they need to do because I think we've all been spot, you know, stuck in certain issues and uh you know, I think Marco and I are the perfect people to help you out in this circumstance. Our goal is you start that segment as a scenario amateur. But by the time that segment's over, you are the scenario master. (laughs) And I think with that, we're going to also close with music. You know, a traditional piece for us, but it's back better than ever and a little bit revamped this time around. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to have music. We got to have some consistency. And uh, we we got some fan, some fan interaction. You know, don't call it a comeback, but, you know. Stay tuned for that. Who's the lucky fan that gets a shout out? <laughs> There's, I mean, we've we've uh, once again opened up our social media accounts to take all the feedback we possibly can, and uh, you know, once again, the telephone lines have been ringing off the hook. And with that, I think it's time, Marco, for us to kick off to the first segment of the first episode of 2018. Yeah. I am curious about telephones ringing, equating social media, but you know what? We don't have time for that. We got to get it going. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with a extremely modern media form called movies. question pj we haven't started yet it's the opener man right uh right let's continue it's just what i'm confused what happened to the pj we've got like 10 seconds to go man we're still in the intro the intro for what movies And that brings us to the first segment of this podcast episode. It's the second time we've ever done this one, Marco. We're going to bring back movies. That's right. We have selected movie clips that you can't see, but you can listen to and join us as we ask each other questions. You know, not on the surface. We dive a little deeper on these movie questions. Yeah, and as you'll recall, last time I was forced to do all the work for movies, so I brought in all these movies. I had to watch hundreds and hundreds of movies and picked out just a couple of those hundred movies I watched just for that episode and, you know, asked Marco some very pointed questions. This time we've split the work. Marco decided to step up 
And he's actually watched a couple movies, and I guess he clipped out some things along the way, too. I don't regret anything. You, 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 you bring up the past, but that was fine. This is going to be better because I'm more involved. So, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> let's not waste any more time. Let's kick it off right now. I have a movie clip that I prepared. Look at me doing work. <laughs> the first movie of this episode is Catch Me If You Can. Gentlemen, what, uh, what seems to be the problem? Bicycle accident. Fractured tibia about five inches below patella. <clears throat> Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Uh, concur with what, sir? With what Dr. Ashland just said. Do you, do you concur? Oh, uh, well, it was a bicycle accident. Um, the boy told us. So you concur? Concur? I think we should take an x-ray, then stitch him up and put him in a walking cast. <laughs> Very good, Dr. Ashland. Very good. Well, you don't seem to have much need for me. Carry on. Blew it, didn't I? Why didn't I concur? Now, for those who haven't seen this movie, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio and... He kind of is a con artist, if you will, and impersonates and takes on different roles throughout the movie. Mild spoiler, but I mean, if you know anything about the movie, that's what the movie's about. So one of the, in this clip that we just listened to, uh, the character takes on the role of being a doctor at a hospital. And, you know, they make some jokes about the concur and do you concur, but my question is, why is no one in real life truly disturbed that he is impersonating being a doctor. <laughs> you know, uh, not the worst question in the world here, I must admit. Uh, you know, in the end, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even like a subtext. Like, you know, not only did he rob how many million dollars, that's another spoiler alert, but he also killed 15 people in the hospital being a really <laughs> terrible fake doctor. Is that true? I, I have no idea because it wasn't in the header, but I mean... I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, how many people succeed as a fake doctor in the hospital? Yeah, and if you're ready for more spoilers, here it comes. He does go to prison. He gets a 12-year sentence. He does all sorts of stuff. I think impersonating being a doctor could warrant 12 years in prison. I mean, <laughs> literally, the kid is hurt. People are looking to him for advice. The guy does not know what he's doing. It's completely unethical. Everything he's done is unethical but i mean you know people's lives that's profoundly <laughs> messed up i mean credit to steven spielberg and you know the writers and to extent leonardo DiCaprio for kind of making you know layer the thing but if you just take 30 seconds and you're like wait a minute <laughs> i do concur but uh <laughs> I, to me I, I'm trying to decide would it be more disturbing or less disturbing in the scene if he disagreed with the doctors and like came up with his own remedy in the end just to you know like fully play the doctor role here no that's far more disturbing I can answer that question <laughs> okay I guess that one was kind of obvious <laughs> <laughs> I asked the questions around here PJ. <laughs> so Marco do you have any more questions or more movies yes and yes but instead of plural singular, I have one more movie and one more question. The next movie is Orange County. And are you a student here? 
Yes, I'm a student here. I'm Sean Brumner. I'm the class president. And you didn't get into Stanford? Too bad. Tough break. Where else did you apply? Nowhere. You told me I was a shoo-in. Nowhere? Not even a safety school? You said shoo-in. Let's calm down. Let's see what we can do. I'm just going to pull up your file. Well, looks here like your GPA is, what, 2.5 and your SATs combined are 940? No, no, that's low. 940? No, 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 no. I had a 1520. No, it says 940. That's not my transcript. That, that's Shane Brainerd's transcript. And you are? Sean Brumder. No. No, you didn't. You couldn't have. You sent in the wrong transcript? What's up, Shane? Hey, guys, I got into Stanford. Cool. I can play this joke and they let me in. <laughs> Freaking out. So, I don't know if this has happened since we started watching movies, but. I've actually never seen this movie before. Okay. Well, I think I did see all the movies that you played in the previous episode, which was episode one, actually. But uh, I can give you a little backstory. And also for the people who may have not seen this movie, which is fair. It was a MTV-produced movie. It was in theaters, but definitely played a lot on MTV. Uh, I did watch it on a streaming service uh, for the first time uh, late last year. The Orange County, the premise is, uh, you heard the title character played by, uh, not the title character, his name's not Orange County, but you heard <laughs> the character played by Colin Hanks. <laughs> Mr. Orange County. Uh. <laughs> uh, he, his goal is to get into Stanford, and as you learned in that uh, clip, it appears the transcripts were switched, and spoiler alert, they, they absolutely were. Um, he ends up going on this kind of zany trip to try to visit Stanford and uh, is assisted by Jack Black, which is kind of a, a breakout role for Jack Black, so something to keep tabs on. But, uh, you know, it, it led to a lot of, you know, antics, but at the same time, they switched the transcripts. You know, hopefully, you know, the, the counselor's a bit stubborn, but, I mean... It would make for a much worse movie, but I think if Colin Hanks kept his cool and really pursued it and, you know, worked with his counselor, I think Stanford would be, you know, accommodating to an extent. I mean, he's a, he's a stellar student, and uh, I just think, uh, why why did he uh, why did he not give up, PJ? <laughs> I mean, deadlines are deadlines, Marco. When the transcript deadline was what it was, I think he's toast. That's it. Uh I think you have to go to extraordinary lengths at that point. And could I mean for for someone of at his st- stake would it be worth, you know, and you know the financial situation is you know you can infer from the movie, but it's not a hundred percent clear. That's not the focus. It is a comedy movie after all. But uh, mm. could he have waited until the winter term? You know, try to apply again, start in the winter, be a semester off. It's not ideal, but at least he's going to his dream school. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, I think it's time to give up on the dream. I think it's over. Counselor sent the wrong transcript, and that's just the way life is. And uh, congratulations to the other guy, though, that ends up getting to, to Stanford because of that mistake. I, You know, 
for him, what a lucky lottery win there. Yeah, and my, my bonus question is, why has there not been a movie about that guy? It could start right at the scene <laughs> and then be a whole other movie onto itself. I, I bet you he ended up doing some great things. He looked like he uh, could be a, a sharp guy there. My biggest question on this movie, you said it was uh, made by MTV. Did this happen to win a VMA? Well, no. VMAs are for music videos. This is a movie. There's the MTV Movie Awards. But, I mean, this was made by the music television channel, but is not considered a video mu- a music video. Uh, it is not. However, as another spoiler for those who haven't seen it, the song <laughs> Butterfly by Crazy Town is played at least three times during the movie. It is really <laughs> overkill, and uh, clearly there was some money exchanged for that to happen. So I could almost argue that it is an alternate music video for <laughs> the song Butterfly by Crazy Town. That's a, that's its own question that we don't even have time for. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song, Marco. And maybe it'll be also featured in our music se- segment. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, maybe it'll be featured four times in this episode. I, I won't spoil it either. You're acting like I'm going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> you spoiled like half of the other movies we've talked about so far here. Uh, <laughs> well, Marco, we got two more movies to talk about here, and uh, I've got some questions for you around these movies. My theme around these two movies, they kind of tie together, is around anger management. And uh, to kind of kick that off, I've got a scene from the movie The Replacements, which was around football and these guys that came in to replace the professionals because they went on strike. And in this scene, this guy, one player who has just a really crazy anger management issue ends up getting the fumble and goes back to the coach to take it to him, and we'll kick it off from there. So in that scene, you see this guy. He is so excited. He gets the football, and the coach is just egging him on. They're both yelling at each other by the end of it for about 15 seconds, and then the whistle blows, and they're just back to calm. And, like, to me... It's just like so funny how fast it goes from angry to calm. You don't realize that you could just all of a sudden stop. And uh, to me, I, I just wonder, does that throw you off at all? I mean, like, is it cruel and unusual punishment to yell at the guy and then just start to act calm? Doesn't it, it, There's a there's an emotional dissonance there, right? Yeah, but I, I think, uh, and I have a few things before we really get into it. I, I have not seen this movie, so, so I just... Watch that clip and, you know, and uh, and secondly, you did set up the clip, which is considerate, but I elected not to set up my clips. And so I see you've diverged from that path. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like there you would really have no idea what the heck is going on audio wise if I didn't set that up a little bit for the for the listeners there. Yeah. OK, well, yeah, good, good to keep the listeners in mind. That's always that's an important part of this podcast. But getting back to yes. the question at hand. Um, not knowing much about this movie, <laughs> I think, you know, in general, coaching, it's a, it's a lot of psychology that goes into coaching. And a football team, there's so many people and so many personalities. I think it's your job as a coach to know how to properly motivate and also get the best out of your team. And in that instance, it looked like he was doing a great job. And then, you know, 
you know, shutting it down, you know, that could be a special rapport that he has with just that one player. That may not work for every player, but for number three, you know, that worked. See, that's it's the shutting down that throws me off. He's angry, 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 and then shuts it down. It's it's like, uh, you know, shouldn't he just be angry, 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 and then just once the whistle goes, they 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 yell at each other to go away. I I ask that because you know there's another option to this, and I want to know which one's more strange or more normal in this scenario. And to ask that to answer that, I think we need to see the next clip here, and this comes from the movie Whiplash. You've got this drummer that's come into the class for like the first time for the, and this music teacher is all over him because he can't quite get it right. And from there, we'll play the clip. Okay. Ready? Okay. Five, six, and. Dragging just a hair. Wait for my cue. Five, six, seven. Rushing. Dragging. Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? I, I don't know. So I love that movie, and I love that scene. But that's like the exact opposite. Perfectly calm, perfectly calm, and then just flips the switch and gets really, really angry all of a sudden. So is that one more strange to you, then? Um, It's hard to compare. From I, I also haven't seen the movie Whiplash. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've heard great things about this movie. Um, from what I gather, with the limited information I have, the replacements is a comedy and whiplash is a serious drama i think both movies played to uh to their strengths you know the comedic effect of gene hackman going quickly quiet that's funny going quiet to scary intense that's scary intense and i think that serves whiplash quite well in its plot <laughs> i mean i think you could argue whiplash it's like a drama but i think it's almost a bit of a dark comedy in some ways because the scenes are pretty outraged to the point where you it, it is kind of funny so i'm no expert in dark comedies i actually for the most part dislike them quite a bit but this full movie i love but i mean <laughs> i just I don't know. They're just both weird to me. You can end up with these both, like really, really angry, calm, or really, really calm to angry. And it, they both just seem so bizarre to me, and I'm trying to figure out which one throws me off more. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, with emotions and stuff, not everyone has a good uh, handle on their emotions. And uh, I won't say that these guys are, are role models, but, you know, in movies, maybe we can learn to take a step back and, you know, if we jump to anger or from anger, you know, calm down in a unsettling quick way. Maybe it's something to think about. Maybe. <laughs> and he's not, I don't know, the coach isn't angry. He, it's hyped. It's sports. It's not like an angry thing. He's saying, you got the ball. You got the, like, that's actually a good thing. They're, yeah, they're like yelling, but yeah. it, it goes from yelling to just right. calm. So, yeah, uh, the most disturbing one is for sure whiplash. <laughs> I mean, question, I mean... Have you ever had a chair thrown at your head? 
I have not. Okay, neither have I, but I was just curious how you know realistic a scenario it was or how common a scenario it was. Uh, you know. I, I, I hope not. That was dangerous and uh, you know comes from a bad place, frankly. I would agree. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, I think, concludes this episode's movie segment. Second time doing it, Marco. Four fresh movies we have just talked about. Another thing, because you kind of threw me under the bus <laughs> to start. I'm going to throw you under the bus to end. You didn't tell me there's supposed to be a theme. <laughs> there wasn't a theme to episode one. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I started watching that going, man. I, I, when I saw the first one, it was, it was the replacements first, actually. And I just ran into, I was thinking about trying to find another movie. And it just, it started hitting me. I was running into all these angry scenes. And there, I could have probably done three more. It's just. The difference is how people all of a sudden get wound up to being angry or unwound. It's an interesting scenario to think through. Yeah, I guess my theme could be the trials and tribulations of of teenagers in America. (laughs) 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 And somehow finding more ways to rope MTV back into the fold here and your VMAs. Uh, Stop gloating, Marco. The great debate is over. I didn't bring it up. I think uh, I think this is on you. It might be. Uh, if I could throw a chair right now, I would, because this segment needs to be over. And uh, and with that, I, we have a new segment coming up next. Weekend is here to guide you around. Scenario Masters! No matter the time, no matter the place. Team Weekend is here with style and grace. Scenario Masters! We are the kings of awareness. Sultans of situation. Oh, hello. Especially with 90s music in the background. Well, I mean, this music is the only thing that's making this tolerable. I mean, it's crowded. People are shoving me. Oh. PJ, I think I know what's going on. Do you? Because I don't remember the last time I was in a room where this song was being played. Except. Oh, God. No, not yeah, you know, Scenario Masters don't pick us. Actually, we don't pick Scenario Masters. <laughs> scenario Masters picks us. Yes, I, you had it right the first time there. Did I? 
I can barely hear you. We're at a club. <laughs> and there are a lot of people surprisingly still dancing to this song. I thought this song went out in the 90s with spandex and, you know, whatever else was happening in that time. I mean, I love this song, but I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of club we're in. I, it's dark, as clubs are. There is strobe lights, so I'm not getting a great look. I can only make out the outline of your head. Uh, I think it's you. <laughs> I gotta stop touching your head now. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. I'm not gonna lie. In any club scenario, touching a person's head, it's just strange. Even in this song. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we were at a club. At, oh, I think. I think they're changing songs. Thank God. What do we got here? Oh, this is a fun song. This is Sandstorm. This Though, is Sandstorm. I'm trying to figure out exactly how everybody's still dancing to this song because this is not exactly the easiest part to dance to in the song. PJ, we got scenario masters. All right. Okay. It's a slow build up beat. It's a slow yes. build up beat. You play every time. It's a downbeat. You gotta strike a pose. <laughs> See, I'm more at the fist pump phase. Every other beat. Well, now you now you pump your fist. I think you get a nod yeah. your head into it. But when it gets back, you know that there's a strike a pose phase and there's a pump of fist phase. Yeah. You know. There's got to be a jumping stage, I think, too, to this song. That's probably the second cycle. The second cycle. The, yeah. Drop. So we gotta wait this one out. You're still pumping yeah. your fist. I would alternate left to right. That's true. But remember, if you're going to pump your fist, pump in the upward direction, because if you're in a busy club like we are right now, you're most likely to be punching somebody in the face if you do it horizontally. I would, yes, that's a good point. Also, I can do a couple downward punches and then keep the, the, the fists close to your torso and then transition to an upward punch. So you get the, <laughs> you get the full range. Show off the space. Use the space. But don't abuse the yeah. space. There is a point where the punch probably becomes a little bit too much. Like, it's definitely not a Sorry. full song. If you're punching now, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. This, at, by now, I would think it's time to cycle out into something else here. I w Are people still staring at us right now for the punch move? I think we got out of that in time. We're, I am crouching low to the ground and kind of have my hands outward. Like, I'm almost doing a surfboard, but I'm not. So we're getting ready to hit another drop here. This has to be jumping time, right? I gotta be a lot to jump. No! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Everybody is jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I would make sure you give yourself at least, I don't know, at least a body's width of space to like jump around. Because if you don't do that, it becomes very close to turning into a mosh pit. Mosh pits are for a totally different type of You gotta read the room though. People are moshing, yeah. you know, a little, little nudge, a little here and there, you know. But yeah, always be aware. Mosh consent, it's a thing. I think they're getting ready to cycle through to another track here. 
this is a bit of a curveball here. We went from two Electronica songs to not Electronica? Whoa. <laughs> now, in this scenario, if I was the DJ, I would leave because I'm doing a bad job. But <laughs> today I am a dancer, <laughs> so I just got to make do <laughs> with what is given. I really hate this song. It's well, if you you know, in one scenario is you you bow out and you would go to the bar, get a drink, uh, go outside, get a breath of fresh air, maybe it's a restroom break. There's people still dancing to this song for some reason. I to me, this is the wedding song you play during dinner or something when nobody's dancing at this club. People just did not get the message for some reason. They still dance to well, this. I'm gonna master the scenario and I'm gonna keep dancing because frankly we just got to this club and I'm not tired yet. <laughs> I'm doing kind of a kind of just a little hip side to side with a with kind of a, a head motion. Yeah, this is definitely close to headbanger territory, but what I can't figure out is it's kind of a faster tempo. So like I don't know what to do with my feet. I'm almost like doing a running man motion here to try and stick with the beat. And uh, I feel like I'm overworking it, Marco. People, it's, I'm sweating. It's, I think I'm going overboard in this scenario. All right, well, stay within yourself. I would say do a running man and then do a, kind of a backwards pedal. Like a, doing, if you're doing like a, it's like a reverse breaststroke. You're kind of going out and in. Okay, giving that a roll. You know what? It's, People are still looking, Marco. Here's, it's not here's the secret in. about this move. It doesn't look good, but it feels good. It has half the bell at the club. Is confidence. You know what? That's a great point. I think this is what you do. And then you just yell at people, I feel good! And it, you know what? It plays off perfectly. I think someone smiled at you. No, actually, they're laughing at you. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Oh, air guitar, air guitar, air guitar now. No. <laughs> Is that going to help anything at this point? This buys you 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't change the song within 90 seconds, we're going to be in big, big trouble in this scenario. Here's the other thing about confidence. I don't actually know how to play guitar, but I'm not actually holding a guitar. So as long as it looks like I'm generally playing guitar, that's what matters. I think the DJ's got one more song for us. Oh, thank God. This has to be at least something more normal, right? I mean, I can only assume so. Well, you know, we can't be right on everything right now. Are we sure we're at a club? No, we are. We are at a club. People, uh, people are, are not dancing right now. No, they all seem to be doing a lot of air harmonicas. It's, uh, I guess a new thing. Yeah, we should do it too then. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty abstract, uh, the air guitar makes sense. It's very demonstrative. You have two hands far apart, one's strumming, one's doing the frets. The air harmonica, I don't know. I feel like I'm just blowing into my hands right now. I don't know, or like I'm like licking my nails. It's weird. That one guy is licking his nails, but you know, he was doing that in the other songs. So. I also kind of feel like we're on a, a train or a, on a rail track right now. And I, I, it kind of makes sense now why that one guy's in a conductor's uniform. 
He must have gotten a memo on this party. No, that's just the kind of classic 90s rave hat. I, I think the DJ is trolling us. I, I think I think it's a head game, and this is uncharted territory. Did you bring your tap shoes? No, no, I don't own any. That's that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we didn't know we were going to be in this scenario, but if you are in the future, my advice would maybe bring a backup pair of tap shoes. This uh, this two-man river dance is quite something. My uh, The torso is not moving as is traditional, and the, the legs are going everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone has left this club except for us, for the record. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, a, a lot more dance room, which is great for this river dance. Although that requires the least amount of space because there's no arm motion. It's actually, I'm pretty much in a, in a two-foot radius right now. You know, what you could also do, very similar to the river dance, if you want to be more extreme, and might have been more useful when there was more people around to kind of entertain them, is the sword dance, where you basically do a river dance, but you lay two swords down and do it between the swords. So next time, tap shoes, sword, and either a conductor's hat or a 90s rave hat. I think that would solve this scenario perfectly. Yeah, so if you find yourself in this situation, which... Frankly, I hope you don't. <laughs> Remember what you heard here today. <laughs> I think we've helped the people, Marco. These are scenarios that people, you might not think you'll be ending up in, but you, you know now you will not be surprised when you do because we have shown you it's possible even for a couple podcasters to end up into some weird dance parties. A final update, the DJ has also left and this club is apparently locked from the outside, so I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> And man, this is a really long song. I'm surprised this harmonica guy can go this long. Yeah, he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, PJ. This has been Scenario Masters. Nice work. Thank you. Sports! That's right. It's time for sports. We brought it back. Uh, you know, uh, we talked in the intro about it being a sailing segment, but Marco has since talked me out of sailing. Apparently, that was not as big a hit as I originally thought it was. So uh, for those loyal fans who did not immediately turn off the podcast with that sailing preview, you are rewarded. This week's theme is crime in the NBA. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs right now. And Marco, why don't you kick us off with the first story? Okay, the first story, and again, this is not quite what you would expect. So get ready for the unexpected. Story number one takes place on December 20th, 2017, suburban Portland. It's morning. A truck drives off the road into Evan Turner's pool. That's right. The veteran swingman on the Portland Trailblazers had a 
truck drive into his pool. It's mildly amusing, but upon further review, it's kind of not because they need the jaws of life to get the driver out. But no one died, so so we can still talk about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to clarify here too, there is a, a photo I've seen in relation to this story. Um, we can probably link to it somehow across our social media accounts uh, after this podcast comes out. No promises. No promises though. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this is not like just uh, a pickup truck. This was like a legitimate, like full size truck. Uh, it had what uh, three axles on it, uh, <laughs> six wheels. Um, this was a big old truck that decided to tumble into a pool. <laughs> the math, math checks out. <laughs> yeah, no, but you were absolutely right, PJ. It's a large truck, and uh, it was very fortunate that no one got hurt. Yes. There was definitely property damage, to be sure. Um, you know, swimming season, you know, cut short. Although it was December twentieth, and it's also Portland. I'm not sure there is that much of a swimming season there. So silver lining probably didn't affect the swimming season. Mm-hmm. I guess it's to be seen. I don't know. There's still some follow up going on here, but uh, yeah. I, in terms of crime, I I don't exactly know what the crime is, but you know, perhaps at least property damage, arguably trespassing. I don't think Evan Turner pressed charges, but. I had to work this into the crime in the NBA narrative. So, I mean, it's a good attempt. Here's another attempt at trying to describe the crime. Could the crime be Evan Turner's false report? Because he claims this truck destroyed his pool. But when I look at the photo, I don't see a pool. What? (laughs) Where's the pool in the photo? All I see is a truck in a backyard and a deck. Where's the pool? Like, the truck is, like, in the pool. Like, the pool's messed up. I don't see... Is, that, is it that messed up that I can't even see the pool? All right. I think we're going to have to post this picture. All right. <laughs> I think we might have to. Right, this might need to be voted on here. Because I'm telling you, I think the true crime was a destroyed backyard, not a destroyed pool, as all the headlines say. Are you the truck driver's defense attorney? <laughs> Let me show you Exhibit A. <laughs> there was no pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I can reduce his sentence from, like, five years in jail to three because backyard is much less worse than pool, then, yeah, I'm ready to take the job because there is no pool. Okay. Well, this is an ongoing story, and there may be follow-up. PJ may have to take sabbatical from the show to defend (laughs) this truck driver. Are you going to bring Consigliere Nick with you, or you're just going solo? You know, he's just for music. Uh, I think this one is going to be all me. I've learned from the best. Consigliere has taught me. But I think at this point it's time for me to to go over that cliff, much like the truck, and go for it. Okay. So uh, very, you know, unsettled story. You know, be careful on those mountain roads, people. It's, it's hilly out there. You know, be safe driving. Uh, this next story has, you know, transportation as well and the crime here is clear-cut uh wrong you had her unicycle stolen now pj you may ask what does this have to do with the nba i would answer wrong you is better known to fans as red panda Mm. so there's probably some nods and some gasps if you're listening how if you don't know who red panda is we will post a video because if you don't know we just did you a giant favor. Red Panda is a unicyclist 
who bounces on a very tall unicycle and flips bowls from her feet and land on her head. Uh-huh. Sounds outrageous, but it's pretty elegant when you watch it live, as I've been fortunate to do so. Yeah, this, I think, was a crime a lot of people were traumatized by. When I, when I saw it happen, I, the reactions on the internet were not good. Uh, I think people may have gotten a little out of hand, but I'm surprised with this much outrage, they did not find the person who committed this crime. Yeah, as of this airing, the person is not found. And uh, and here's the thing. The unicycle, it's not easily concealed. It is seven feet tall. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how you sneak that away. I'm almost impressed, but very saddened because, like, Red Panda, that's something that everyone can kind of rally around. Like, great artist, you know, fantastic background music. She's got a bowl. Bounces on her foot, flips on her, and it, you know it starts with one bowl and it, it builds up. I mean, check out the video if you haven't seen it, and if you have seen it, it's worth a rewatch because you know she's mm-hmm. she's known in many basketball circles. Basketball fans, like if you ever had season tickets, uh, you know, in college basketball as I I did back in my day, and you know in NBA, you know, college. I mean, she makes the rounds. This is her job, and you just took her unicycle. No one wants to you know go to a basketball game and watch someone stand it you know, half court and flip a bowl on their head. It's kind of dumb. But you throw a unicycle in there? I'm watching. I mean, it's cool. And I've, I mean, I wanted to talk about, you know, I think we've all seen her. And the question is, you know, it's like, it's one of those things I've seen her multiple times and she's just so consistent. It's like she's gotten too good at this exercise. (laughs) And I kind of wondered if uh, this was an opportunity to like mix it up a little bit. I mean, to me, the unicycle was gone. We're never finding it again. They posted the video. We still can't find the guy. Um, you know, to me, was this not a missed opportunity for her to mix up the routine a little bit and, like, maybe try and flip bowls on her head using a different type of vehicle or device? Or, you know, maybe uh, some type of different, uh, you know, uh, plate piece of uh device i mean instead of bowls we went with flipping pencils to the top of our head or plates i don't know i felt like this was a chance to really kind of reinvigorate the crowds and prove that she was multi-dimensional and instead i mean a good result she got a new unicycle in the end but i, I kind of felt like maybe she should have gotten a new atv in the end or something that would have been like a new way to you know mix up the routine a little bit well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things. One, there's the principle of the matter. You just can't take the unicycle. That's just sad. And secondly, she'd been, I think she'd had that particular unicycle for 20 years. Like, you know, some people have, you know, many skills and, and you know, do many things. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I mean, she really mastered that skill. And to just re- walk away is like, you know what, I'm going to reinvent myself. That takes a lot of guts, and I don't blame her for not doing that. And then, and then thirdly, an ATV, it's like a very, a lot of NBA games, a very confined space. I just, I don't know. I would have, I would have watched that. I just I don't know how translatable the skill is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like there could have been some neat vehicles we could have thrown out there that she could have just totally, you know, maybe she does it on two very large helium balloons. So she's floating in the air while throwing bowls on the top of her head. I, I think there was a lot of potential here with a missing unicycle to do something completely new. So are you saying the crime in this scenario is that you know she did not take a chance to uh, alter her life? Is that the crime? 
You know what? As uh, the stealing unicycles defense attorney, I I think I might have to make that argument in this case. <laughs> the huge missed opportunity. <laughs> but I think we're missing the biggest crime story of last year, Marco. You know, the unicycle was a big issue. I think that was early 2018, but this was the end of 2017. And let me set the scene. A former Piston legend in Charlie Villanueva had his house broken into. (laughs) And not only were his appliances stolen, the throne. Yes, folks, the toilet was stolen from his home. And I think this is a travesty, Marco. I mean, yes, unicycles are important to society, but nothing is more important to a house than the toilet. Lots of thoughts. First, the real crime in this story is that you called Charlie Villanueva a piston legend. (laughs) We could have a whole other segment about how I was against that trade from day one, but we just don't have time. We just don't have time. I can even start, you know, maybe a message thread on Facebook. um, Because I don't know. I kind of want to talk about that, but I also really don't want to talk about it. Those were dark times for the Pistons. I mean, him and Josh Smith, they'll have their numbers retired eventually, right? Oh, man. Okay. I should have <laughs> focused on that. But no, the the actual crime, and this is very cut and dry. <laughs> Focus on the toilet, Marco. Yeah. Someone broke in to his house, stole his toilet. And the funny thing is, I mean, and this is funny. I mean, it's it's an NBA, former NBA player. He played for many teams. You know, he has some money. I don't feel terrible. I mean, and I think even he, in a moment, was kind of bewildered in a state of shock he was tweeting about it he was live tweeting <laughs> his toilet was stolen he was tweeting a picture of it uh we could probably retweet some of that stuff on the on our twitter account and he was kind of like just calling out the dallas police uh i think that was the last team he retired there just hey dallas at dallas pd <laughs> like my toilet's missing <laughs> so if you had to be on twitter that day uh yeah, it was, it was the end of 2017, December 29th, 2017, right before New Year's. What a what a rough way to end the year. <laughs> 2017 was a crazy year, and then you just you know walk in and your toilet's gone. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to imagine what's worse here. Uh, you know, like there's a common scenario: you go to the bathroom and you run out of toilet paper, and that's a pretty big travesty in the bathroom scenario. But I'm trying to decide if you have to go to the bathroom and you run out of toilets in the sense that your toilet is gone if that's a worse scenario than the toilet paper having run out yeah no that's uh i don't even think we're going to do a scenario masters on that that's just something that hopefully will never happen to you <laughs> but one one side note in terms of now this as a if you it makes you feel better charlie villanueva was not living in this house this was a house that he was you know kind of renovating and looking to flip you know good for him for having a post you know career uh you know, kind of hobby, you know, a way to make money. So, like, it's not like he couldn't go to the bathroom. That's not actually his house. But, um, you know, it's hard to sell a house that doesn't have a toilet. I agree. And, you know, so compared to Evan Turner's supposed pool, you see the photos. It's clearly a bathroom with a toilet missing in the shot. And to me, I think the biggest thing missing in this story is how nice was the toilet. Because to me, I mean, we're talking about this toilet like it's this really nice piece. I mean... I'm assuming this must have been one of those high-end Japanese toilets that had all the nice options and technology included in it. Because, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. 
Who steals a toilet? What what was so nice about the toilet that it's worth stealing? And beyond, I mean, just think about it. I mean, if it's not a nice to- nice toilet, noise who wants toilet. to buy a used <laughs> toilet? Um, well, I mean, I think it was a, 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 one thing. You know, I'm I'm not gonna speak off turn. I am not familiar with the toilet black market. I don't know. I don't know how much a toilet goes for. But the fact that Charlie Villanueva wasn't living there, it's virtually new. And also, you know, if you're brazen enough, you could say, hey, this is a former NBA player's toilet. I think that would only add to the value. I don't think it would hurt the value of the toilet. Um, I guess I'm the defense lawyer for this. (laughs) 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 If you want to know... How Mark, Mad Mad Marco's Bad Bad Stock Advice ends up on toilets in some random episode, you'll be able to rewind the tape back to this episode when Marco started to research toilet black markets, and and this was the no. seed that was planted, right? No, here. no. See, I got to find the stuff that's, you know, under the radar. This is already now a thing. It's going to be copycat crimes, and, you know, I, I don't like to do the illegal stuff. I mean, I'm already in enough trouble as it is. I got to <laughs> keep the stock's legit. Anyways, back to the toilet. <laughs> back to the toilet. Uh, Charlie was, you know, did replace the toilet eventually. And, at, you know, in the end, he became an advocate for uh, sanitation around the, the globe because, you know, in other countries outside the U.S., you know, sanitation and, you know, plumbing is a big deal. Um, so... He kind of learned about that, and uh, in that, I would say that the toilet thief actually bettered Charlie Villanueva's life and uh, probably should get a medal from the city of Dallas. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, that's the thing. You know, this is a depressing topic, crime in the NBA, but overall, most of our stories had happy endings, you know. Uh, sanitation relief education in this Charlie Nueva, Villanueva story. You know, the Red Panda got her new unicycle, you know, even though we would like a different vehicle option. And, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know what the happy ending was with this non-pool story with Evan Turner, but I'm sure there was one uh, in the end there, too. Well, the happy story may be the, the acquittal of the driver because apparently PJ thinks this guy's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ran into something. I just don't think it was a pool. And in that, in that, in that spirit, I think he's not guilty. Yeah. Well, you know, crime happens in all places, uh, including the NBA. So these are these are the the weekly roundup. <laughs> At least this took months of time to, to gather. That's why we haven't done sports in a while. I have no idea when we're gonna get three more outrageous stories <laughs> like this. I don't know, man. Crime in the sailing scene next time. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. That has been Sports in 2018. Music.
<laughs> and that brings us to the final segment of the night. It's an old standby for the weekend. It's music. We expanded from three songs apiece to five songs apiece. If you're doing the math, you're getting 10 songs to close this episode out. 10 songs has a better ring to it. Six songs always felt like an awkward number. And you know, we, we actually in the last episode talked about what, 30 songs apiece, 60 songs total. So, you know, we took it back a notch. We went, you know, we were like 60 might've been a, a little bit too much or maybe a weeky special, but we felt like we could do more on a week, on a episode by episode basis. So from now on, we're going to try and share 10 of our favorite songs every episode. 60 divided by 6 is 10. Is that a coincidence? Yes, it actually was a <laughs> complete coincidence. <laughs> but if you times 10 by 2, it equals 20, which has nothing to do with anything at this point, except that is the number you will also find of songs in our weekend playlist on spotify which you can find a link to in our soundcloud account our uh, our podcast links in, in apple itunes and you can also find it on our facebook slash twitter accounts yeah a lot of music and a little bit of math for this week's music <laughs> segment <laughs> are you ready to actually talk about music i think so and my first song that i am going to talk about is not rapping the tunes it is actually a song called severed by the Decemberists. This is an old standby rock band. I'm a never actually, I can't claim to have been a big fan. I've been aware of them for a very long time, but I've always just been kind of okay with them. But this song has really caught my eye. It's a brand new one coming out in 2018, and I think it's gonna be followed by a new ba- a new album by the band soon here. And uh, if it's like this, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I agree. Not following them very closely but this is not the sound i've known from them but i do like this new direction so marco what do you got as your first song of episode seven episode six but who's counting it's us because we're doing math my first song is famous dex featuring asap rocky with pick it up just in the track and i beat it uh acne my jacket from sweden my chick don't exactly know english they ain't about that accent no beacon i might as well go back to vegan um go platinum for sweet uh play the back and repeat it uh word around word of mouth word around town you the one doing all the murder around town pulling up you don't need to murder downtown shoot it like the birdie because they all fly south whipping and whipping and whipping this is just kind of a fun you know rap song with you know just kind of this goofy speeded up slow down beat uh I heard it while I was visiting Memphis, and I heard it a few times on the radio, and it stuck with me, and I'm bringing it to the podcast. My second song of the day, Everything is Alright 
by the glorious sun. a song that I missed in 2017 and it didn't make any of my list because I actually just didn't hear it till the early part of 2018. But this is a band that I really am starting to become a big fan of. They're kind of a pop rock side of things, but to me the songs are all really catchy. You know, like kind of like Mumford Runs is, Mumford and Sons is, you know, pop folky music and it just kind of works. For me, this is kind of pop rocky music and it just clicks too. And I, I, you know, the whole album actually is pretty decent and is one of those things that probably wouldn't have been my top 10, but it probably could have come close to top 15 if I had known about it last year. 2018's New Year, and I, I had not heard of it this year either. And I agree, it is more of a, a pop rock sound. And uh, I do prefer the pop rock to pop folk. And I just like the way the song kind of builds and gets, you know, the guitar and everything builds throughout the song. It's, it's a nice one. Yeah, I mean, the closest comparison, I'd say, artist-wise, at least with that song specifically, it reminds me a ton of uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, um, which I like, too. So that, that, that if you like them, I think that's a band you should look further into. Marco, what do you have for song number two? Song number two, 2018, a new year, and brought out some new music. This is a track from Drake, Diplomatic Immunity. Copyright Issue. As is the trend these days, people are dropping songs without warning. Drake dropped two. The other one, God's Plan, is the bigger single. But I chose Diplomatic Immunity. I like this. This is kind of the more aggressive Drake. Drake is known for its duality. And I like all spectrums of Drake except for views as an album. Not so much. But this is more old Drake. And just I, I like the way with the beat and just how he's kind of like faux aggressive. Because he's just really not. But we like to think that he is. <laughs> It is incredible how much music Drake puts out in general. I, you know, to me, I'm honestly overwhelmed. I have a hard time keeping up with it. And, I, you know, some of it I like, and for the most part, a lot of it I'm okay with. It is incredible, these two songs, how much they have exploded. I mean, D Diplomatic Immunity already has 37 million listens on Spotify, and God's Plan has 250 million. It, that thing has blown up. I mean, Drake definitely built a solid fan base, and uh, it's just good to have him back. I have another one that didn't make my top list, but Justin Timberlake has an album. You know, I've been down on him for a while. He bounced back, so happy to see Drake bounce back with some music that, you know, I'm enjoying, and obviously millions of people are enjoying as well. <laughs> yeah, so you've gotten, you've started, left, let off with two hip-hop songs. I'm getting ready to enter the hip-hop fold with my third song of the day. My third song is called Ops by Vince Staples. Trapped inside a burning church, made it out alive, God know my worth. Raw face, God face, you face, more defeat, I know it hurts. 20 of them. 20 on car, got 20 in my hand, got 20 on judge, gave 20 to my dog, got 20 on girls, that'll f*** you them. That'll f*** you them, f*** you over. Take your safe, take your keys, take your rover, take the all you thought you had. Speed off, rolling up life in a taxi cab. Ops on the radar. So I kicked the year off with another Kendrick Lamar tie, at least. This is coming off of the Black Panther soundtrack album which was curated by Kendrick Lamar and I think you can hear Kendrick Lamar in the background of this song but to me 
I just, the whole album's phenomenal. This is the best movie soundtrack I've heard in a long time. Some of the songs have already gone extremely mainstream. And, you know, by the time this episode comes out, maybe this one already has. But to me, this is one of those ones that was under the radar a little bit. And I thought it was fantastic still. It just showed how much depth was on this album. And for me, I've never been a massive Vince Staples fan, but I'm going to have to give him a second chance after a song like this. No, I, I enjoyed this song a lot, too. And just to the listeners, I would recommend give it more than one listen because I appreciate there's a lot going on in this song. There's like a lot of samples and, you know, pace and, you know, different artists coming in and out. It's worth another listen, I think, as it, grow, it grows on you. And uh, giving this multiple listens, this is a very solid track on a, on a very good album that by the time this podcast is released, I will have listened to. But I'll be honest, I have yet to listen to the entire soundtrack to date. I mean, the beat on this one is just super intense. It's got just a lot of percussion elements to me. It almost, the, from the complexity of the beat, makes me think of a Kanye West song a little bit. Um, but it, you know, it has just, I mean, from you can tell on, on, on another level that this is still Kendrick. That's got just this kind of artistic vision overall around this stuff. And it's can't recommend that one enough so marco what do you got as your third song of the day fourth song we have four it is my third so math math just a little sprinkle it in for, for the folks listening number three for me it is g easy with the song easy you're 14 years in a truant You're trying to find your place And figure out where you fit You're finna start rapping with a kid you went to school with But more on that later Right now you going through it So you gonna have to prove that you ain't soft and you ain't stupid And you gonna have to scrap with some kids that you ain't cool with You got a short temper, just be careful when you lose it You wanna be the man, but it's gonna take some time to prove it you fall in love, but she gonna break your heart and put you through it Beautiful and the Damned, it came out pretty early this year and has some other bigger tracks off this album uh i was a little late to the g easy train or the easy train if you will but uh i did enjoy this is the last uh song off that album and it just kind of has a good kind of eerie chorus and as a narrative kind of you know a hip-hop flow and I, I i enjoyed this track off of a pretty pretty good album from him it's interesting i you know this was one of those ones when you picked it i was actually really surprised probably for different reasons than you were uh thinking i'd be uh the 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 chorus the background vocals that's mixed into this thing i'm actually a massive fan of the artist in that that got pulled into the mix it's uh sun Lux, and uh the song is actually called easy um by sun Lux. and if, if you if, if you had the time i 100 percent recommend Going to Sunlux, who's accredited as is kind of the secondary artist in this song, um, you can see he's, the song, you would 100% recognize it because he didn't strip out too much from the song. He just kind of layered himself over it. And it was kind of like, oh, wow, I had never thought of it as a hip-hop song before. And once I did, it was like, man, this really kicks now. It's interesting. I loved the song beforehand, but now it's kind of given it a whole new dimension. It reminds me of, uh, I'm going to break his name out again, Kanye West. Um, when he paired up with Bon Iver, uh, to and he used one of his songs called Woods, and told and basically layered up layered his whole ver- vocal tracks on top of that to turn it into a hip hop song and kind of created a whole new space for that song too. Well, this was unplanned and I did not know any of that, so I'm learning right along with everyone else at home. <laughs> so. I am glad I picked that one. There was like 18 songs off that album, and uh, if I picked another one, PJ would have had nothing to say right now. 
that is a hundred percent true because that's not like i follow g easy but when you start mixing in the indie rock into the hip-hop i got a shot here man and it was like the stars aligned with that one and i was i was pretty surprised when i saw that song i was like wait a minute i know this and uh yeah no that was cool so that that was uh, a nice choice marco i just like seeing our worlds merge like that perfect yeah my fourth second to last song of this episode i think if you haven't heard this song marco i gotta know if you had beforehand i gotta wonder also i'm starting to you know it's early we're talking like first second month of the year i think this might already be my hip-hop song of 2018 it's called get it by buster rhymes fresh up in my louis suit step up in the club bitches line up ready to salute let me squeeze your juicy fruit mommy's call me huey new dapper like a cracker that's an actor getting movie loose this song also features missy elliott and kelly Rowland. i feel like i should also mention them because i think they're all kind of officially accredited to that one even though you got kind of busta laying down the heavy lyric pieces to it but the bed on this thing is just amazing and then you get missy elliott which you know at this point feels like one of those special things when you can get that mixed in and kelly Rowland's sharp too i i don't know man it's just these this trio I love it, and to me, Busta Rhymes like took himself up a whole nother level with some of his latest kind of uh, oh, yeah. feature pieces that he's done in hip hop. So, I I I think this album is amazing. Yeah, I mean, just hands down, Busta Rhymes and Missy Elliott are some of the best rappers ever, and so anytime they're on the same song, obviously. It's it's good. I I do enjoy this one as well. I don't know. Is, is Kelly Rowland? I think she's doing the beats to an extent, or part of that like vocal baseline. But yeah, it is a great baseline. And then Buster and Missy just have fun on it. At the last time I think they were on track together was the uh, Touch It remix, which is another great song. And that's you know Buster like he's when he's good, he is really good. And I think he can have range. And this is another one where he is, you know, very high level again. And Missy is just always solid. So it's a very solid track. What do you got, Marco? Number four. My fourth song of this episode is Kelly Yukis with After the Storm, featuring Tyler, the Creator, and Bootsy Collins. So if you need a hero, just look in the gonna slow it down from Busta Rhymes and Missy Elliott to this kind of R&B uh, kind of a throwback feel uh, Kelly Yukis has been featured on many hip-hop songs lately but this is her song in which she features Tyler the Creator and Bootsy Collins and you know she does a lot of you know great vocal work so this is kind of just her time to showcase that and then you know Tyler just throws a verse in to kind of mix up in Bootsy Collins is ever-present throughout the song, and I, this is just a very enjoyable listen. It's like a real 70s throwback, funky, and just, you know, it almost kind of has, like, a, the, the, the background uh, instrumentals, like a Barry White vibe in some ways. It's, uh, you know, it, yeah, if you, I'm not always a fan of this pace of song, um, but, you know, it, it's definitely true to the era, and... Uh, you know, at this point, it's it's one of those why not. I think we're throwing back to every era, and it's good to see everything being called back. 
You know who else this? Once again, you've brought this artist back into the fold. I think this third time now, Tyler, the creator, coming back into the mix. Yeah, Tyler and ASAP snuck in there. And Kendrick Lamar is a feature on one of my songs in my playlist, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to mention it on the episode. You have to go to the playlist and find out. I'm not trying to fanboy out too hard over Kendrick, even though he is very talented. But <laughs> He does seem to have a special status with our uh, podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, your last song is not Kendrick Lamar at all. No, no, and uh, it's not hip-hop either. We've, we've given the fans plenty of hip-hop this episode, so I'm going to transition it over to pop music, actually. Um, since, this ep- since the last episode to this episode's recording, I actually was down in Australia for a week, and part of that trip included a music festival that wasn't like big-name artists. I think the biggest name, which I wasn't even there for, was TLC, but one of them was this artist I had never heard of and I think people need to hear. Songs called Magazine by Vera Blue. it's nothing too complex it's a, just a fun pop song to me kind of in that that space of kind of uh female empowerment pop music and the girl had so much personality and uh just flair i she blew me away on stage there i i came away as a big fan and uh you know it's one of those artists i think i'm always struggling to figure out what's the difference between some pop music that becomes top 40 and some that doesn't and, you know, to me, sometimes it's just a, having a better publicist. But to me, this is music that 100% should be something that's played on the radio over here. And I just hope more people find out about it because it's, I think, as good, if not better, than some of the stuff we hear on the radio. Well, it's got the Team Weekend uh, endorsement, so I think the sky's <laughs> the limit for Vera Blue. But in a more humble tone, I do enjoy this song. It is... Uh, it has, you know, EDM elements. That's very much a you know trend over the last four years. And sometimes I think it's become heavy-handed, but it works in this song. It does, so I can't always sign up for this, but this is a song where it has the electronic elements, but it's not overpowering. You're getting, you're definitely capturing her vocals with the pop, and it, it's an enjoyable song, fun song to play out. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, good to point out the electronic pieces because that's certainly what also allows it to pop. It's really danceable with the beats that are laid down on top of it. And usually when you get those kind of electronic elements, it doesn't play over live very well. But she had a full band of uh, four or five people. It wasn't just a DJ behind her. And they were able to recreate that really well. I, I was impressed. So live or recorded, it just really works. So Marco, we got one more song left and it's hanging on your right now. What do you got? What are you going to close us out with? Well, we uh, went from hip-hop on my end to R&B, and now we're just going to end with B, with blues, with Miguel and Wolf featuring Quinn. Sitting here, staring at the moon Thinking it'll be time soon And I won't be in control So 
So this song was off Miguel's album, War and Leisure, and I'm not gonna lie, I've not heard an entire Miguel album before, but I've always heard hits and singles over the years, and uh, Skywalker is the big hit that's on the radio right now, so it's a great song, but you're already hearing it anyway, so I wanted to pull another track off the album, and this is a very solid song, it has, you know, the blues guitar, and then Miguel, you know, has the range and kind of shows off in the Quinn with the chorus. I, I just really liked you know, just the atmosphere of the song. You know, you stole the keyword for me. When I heard this song, the biggest thing that kind of surprised me was, yeah, it's like a blues song, which was just interesting to me, uh, you know, because I was expecting something more R&B-ish, but yeah, this, you know, R&B and all these types of things all tend to resonate from the, you know, rhythm and blues piece. So to me, it's just a callback to even being more just about the blues. And I, I loved it. You know, it's kind of pop ballad-ish more than anything mixed with blues. Um, but it's just a, a very easy listening song, and I love blues music, so to me, I, I like the fusion there. Well, that is it. We have, do the math, five songs each, ten total we spoke to. There's ten more if you go to the Spotify playlist, though, so the show doesn't really end until you go to the Spotify playlist, so much more music there. Please check it out. But there's a bonus. Yeah! music we said it was the last song you're telling me there's more than one last song does a bonus ever really count in the major total that's beyond math that's just a culture thing i was gonna say <laughs> we've been rocking the math up until this point so it would like kind of go with the theme here if we miscounted by some way yeah this, this was i guess maybe it's the call it a rounding error we have one more song <laughs> and this was a request and we appreciate all the fan requests that we get on social media we talked about songs that were missed in 2017 this is the first official podcast of 2018 and someone found a song and it is a friend of the show and an employee of the show or the show employs him it's constantly nick <laughs> And uh, we know him from the segment Guilty Pleasures, and uh, Billy Ocean was featured, and uh, this one goes out to Nick. He said, just play something off Billy Ocean's album from 2017, Here You Are, colon, The Music of My Life. So, the music of his life, lots of music to pick from. We ended up picking the song Having a Party. You gotta pick something with a lot of saxophone, I think is the key when it comes to something like this request. It's, uh, this is, uh, you know, it reminds me so much of that Norm MacDonald song you heard in, like, the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin that was playing all across the TVs, and they were about ready to just smash all the TVs by the end. Uh, if this was Guilty Pleasures, by the way, this would 100% be guilty in my book. Uh, I would, I would have to go Guilty Pleasure. Um, I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> But, uh, you know, hey, it's, we do it for the fans. And uh, you know what? Uh, please, everybody, we love to get more and more feedback and interactions here. We put that request out on Facebook and would love to play more songs in future episodes. So let us know what you're listening to. But that's it for us here. We've shared 11 songs now this episode. <laughs> Had to count them all out back again <laughs> in my head here. But <laughs> we got five apiece. 
And then five more apiece on the playlist, and we'll also have that Billy Ocean song on our playlist. So if you want some music to listen to between this episode and the next episode, go hang out on our Spotify playlist. But Marco, I think it's time to wrap up music, and it might also be time to wrap up this episode. I'm going to have to change that might to a definite. <laughs> Luckily, we fired Frank, so he can't play us off stage this time, but... In the end, we're probably going to run out of memory on our hard drives here because this episode is running way over. That's that's not even a joke. That's just the reality of making a podcast. So, <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we'll see you next uh, episode. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, that's it. I think my computer is shutting down. Wrap it up. <laughs> Next time on the show, Team Weekend is still locked in a dance club. Hey, I just found an emergency exit. It says alarm will sound. Do you, th- do you think this counts as an emergency? Of course this is an emergency. We've been trapped in a club with a harmonica player, Marco, for eight hours. Also, that guy is still licking his nail. Finally free from the club. PJ becomes defense attorney for the truck driver that crashed into Evan Turner's backyard. Your Honor, people of the courtroom, I'd like to enter this photo as exhibit A, B, and C. Look at the photo. There is no pool. It's a backyard. Objection. Marco? That's right. Evan Turner hired me off the street, not because of my experience, but because I have the will to win. Also, there's a pool there. Come on. Team Weekend will be back. Better than ever. Peace out, podcast listeners.